Welcome to the CMI Global Podcast. The following message was recorded at the CMI Global Regional Meeting on May 27th and 28th, 2016. If you would like to help support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting cmiglobal.info. We hope this message is a blessing to you. Are you glad to have Brother Doug with us from Olean, New York? I believe it's on poverty, Church in the Poverty, right, Brother Doug? Thank you, sir. Well, praise the Lord. Praise How about everybody stand up for a second, stretch your legs. Stand up and stretch your legs. Now everybody say, praise you, Jesus. Isn't it good to praise the Lord? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I didn't tell you I'll leave. Jeez. All right, go ahead and sit down whenever you're comfortable. Well, let me start all this out talking about poverty. I was born a poor black child. Remember that? What movie was that from? Anybody know? The Jerk. Yeah. That was a joke. You can laugh. All right. Lighten up a little bit. All right. I also want to say some thank yous here because um, it was about 11 years ago when we met Paul Price in his church, and we were invited to one of his conferences down in Indiana, Pennsylvania, and we had just come out of a terrible ordeal. Uh, we were the pastors of a four-square church in Olean, and uh, horrible things had happened there, and I'm not going to go into all that. But we were invited to go to his church for a conference. And my wife and I, we were crushed, we were hurt, we were ready to walk away from the ministry and, and just completely just leave everything behind us and just be bitter the rest of our lives. And we walked into his church, and he grabbed a hold of us, and it still chokes me up, and I'll never forget these words. He says, if Foursquare don't want you, we do, and we'll take you. And he gave us the biggest hug, and the tears flowed, and I'll never forget that. That was compassion flowing from that man to us, and we thank you for that for this day. Thank you so much. We love you, too. Amen. Well, I hope I didn't overdress for the occasion. This is our shirt that we wear at our soup kitchen. We have a few different colors. Um, purple seems to be the favorite color since all of our chairs are bright purple. And uh, it's God's hand extended, people helping people, Harvest Field Ministries, where you are part of the family. And in fact, we're just ordering new shirts because everybody's, we've had these for about a year, and everybody says, we want new shirts. So we'd ordered purple and blue before, now we're doing all different kind of colors, so but it's crazy. But I want to tell you a little bit about Harvest Field, okay? Um, Harvest Field Outreach Center is what we started as, and uh, we turned that into Harvest Field Ministries. We were started this ministry in 2005. Um, after we left the Foursquare Church. And this ministry was started at the Masonic Temple building in Olean, New York. Everybody will say, ooh, Masonic Temple. You know what? When we started this ministry, we heard that. We were, oh, you can't build a Christian church in Masonic Temple because they're evil. And I went, hmm, could be. And I prayed about that, and God says, I can put a church anywhere I want to put a church. And God sustained us there, all oh, for a few years. And uh, he also, as we rented their fifth floor banquet hall, 
And we rented offices on their third floor for our offices and children's ministries and stuff like that. Um, he allowed us to pay all the bills that needed there. And in five short years, we raised $45,000 for a building. So how awesome was God in that situation? Amen. It has always been our vision as a ministry to reach out into the community as an outreach center, just to do weird things that people in the community have never done before. And one of those things was we started giving away hot dogs. When we gave away hot dogs, we gave away, I know a guy that helps us out with little New Testaments, and uh, <laughs> we give New Testaments away, or we give tracts away, or we give uh, things to the kids. On 4th of July, we give away flags and balloons, and we go to the park. And last year at the park, we gave away 600 hot dogs, and we gave away flags, and we gave away anything you can imagine, just soda pop and chips and all that kind of stuff like that. Why? Because we want people to know Jesus loves them. Amen. And that's what we tell them. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. Is this free? It's free. Well, take a dollar. I don't want your money. We don't want your money. They want, they want to throw your money. Every year at Christmas time, we didn't do it last year because the roads all tore up uptown but, and only in now, but um, we used to go up and do the Santa Claus Lane Parade. It's a great big, huge parade they have every year in the middle of town. And we go up there and set up, and we give away hot dogs. And the last year that we did that, we gave away 1,250 hot dogs. Okay, not to mention the scriptures that we gave away, the tracts we gave away, the information about the church and all those kind of things. And we gave away calendars. We gave away brand new calendars for the, for the next year with the church name on them. And they're all scriptures. And so every time someone looks at that calendar, they're going to think, oh, okay, I remember that. I remember that. So it's kind of neat what we've done. Um, we've done Lincoln Park. We've done Church in the Park, all kinds of different things. But in 2010, we purchased our building. Yay, okay. <clears throat> and that was in November. Praise God. It was a great building. It is a great building. And then in, that was in November. Then it comes around to July 4th. We had a horrible fire there. Uh, we were at the 4th of July giving away hot dogs. And someone called us up and says, your church is on fire. No, it's not. I didn't get a thing. My phone's right here. The alarm company hasn't called me. My wife says, you better go down there and check this out. Well, I got down there and I could see the smoke just a roaring down there and well, it was all said and done, make a long story short, $92,000 in damage, okay? But you know what? The Lord used that, what the devil meant for bad, turned it around for good. And <laughs> praise God, because that money realistically remodeled the entire church. Hallelujah. Praise God. That's what I say. Praise God. So we love God, and we love what he's doing through us, and, and that was a great, great thing. You know, I think, how oh, come a fire can be great? Well, you know what? That really was, because it really helped us out a lot, unreal, you know? Well, the Harvest Field Cafe, is what we call it, Community Kitchen, was born in February of 2013. And it started to provide breakfast on Sunday mornings because we noticed that children were coming in that were hungry. You know, can we have, we had a, like a makeshift kitchen there. Can we, we had, always had coffee and we had a donut or something like that for people. Most churches do. Well, can we get a piece of toast? Can we something for these kids? They're hungry. So we started giving breakfast to these kids. They were hungry. Cereal, cereal and toast, cereal and toast. Well, then we found out not only are the kids hungry, but the parents are coming in hungry. And so we were feeding. Now we're feeding the moms, the dads, the kids, all that. And soon the Harvest Field Cafe was born into a soup kitchen. And now we started feeding the public, opening the doors to anybody and anybody who wanted to come in and have breakfast. And they didn't have to stay at our, soup, at our services. We don't require that. Just come in, eat. You can leave if you want. We invite you to stay. 
but you can do what you need. At the current time, we provide following ministries to feed well-balanced and nutritious meals to the less fortunate people of our community. Saturday is our busiest day. It's where we serve our big lunch for that day, and we serve from 12 p.m. to 3 p.m., and when we first started on a Saturday, we fed 25 people. We thought, man, this is good, 25 people and the staff, this is fantastic. Right now as we speak, I have a complete staff at the church right now, and they are preparing, the doors just opened 12 minutes ago to let people in, and they start serving lunch at noon. And uh, the cooks have made 15 pans full of shepherd's pie. And that's what they're serving today. And fruit, and coffee, and soda. Yeah, we can be there by three if we hurry. Yeah, my sister-in-law's cooking, so I know it's good. Praise the Lord. So now we are serving on a Saturday. Within three hours, we're serving anywhere between 100 and 150 people every Saturday. And it just keeps to grow and grow and grow and grow. And we love it because we're meeting all kinds of people from every walk of life. And they walk in those doors, and some of them walk in the doors, and they're not sure if they're welcome there. But we grab a hold of them, and we hug them, and we love them. And I got some ladies there. They're kind of like grandmas, and they're volunteer staff. And they just, they, their job is to hug people. And that's what they do. And that's because we want to love everybody. We want everybody to know that they're loved when they walk into that door. And that's what we do. Sunday mornings, we do our breakfast from 8.30 to 9.30. And then Monday evenings, we have dinner. Because sometimes we have so many leftovers from Saturday, we don't want to throw them out. So we started doing it on a Monday. And we do that from 4.30 to 6. And then we have a prayer meeting at 6. And people aren't required to stay, but they're welcome to. And the last Friday of the month, we provide a meal from 6 to 8. And at this time, we have usually a local band that comes in. And they play music. And we have all kinds of like hot dogs, chips, whatever. And we call it a coffee house. Have a great time. So let me tell you this. Serving these people... Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve to thirteen days in a month. Last year, our stats were we fed just under eleven thousand people last year. That's amazing to me. Amen. That's really amazing. Eleven thousand people. And as the cafe continues to grow, God has blessed us with donations. Like, how do you buy all this food? Where does it all come from? What happens? Well, I'm going to tell you where it all comes from. God. Every bit of it comes from God. He brings the manna down from heaven, amen? And this is just a different kind of manna. It comes from different people, okay? He uses different people to bless Harvest Field with. He's blessed us with donations from local businesses such as the Food Bank of Western New York. We're hooked up with them, and they help us out amazingly. And we appreciate all that they do for us. Um, community Action. Stroman's Bakery, it's a huge bakery if you've never heard of Stroman's. Anybody ever heard of Stroman's? They donate a thousand loaves of bread at a time. Call us up, come over and get some bread. So we go over there with a the trailer and pick up a thousand loaves. One time the guy says, can you use 1,500 loaves of Italian bread? <laughs> what time do you want me to pick it up? <laughs> don't ever throw it out. We'll pick it up. We don't have a problem with that. We got CVS, a pharmacy, who calls me two or three times a week. Pastor, can you come? Last time I went over to pick up, we picked up 25 dozen eggs, 30 pounds of real butter, and 22 gallons of milk. Amazing, right? What are you going to do with 22 gallons of milk? I drive around to the families that we've met through the soup kitchen that I know that have kids that need milk, Amen. and we give it to them. Say, here, you need some milk? Take a couple gallons of milk. I know you got five kids. You better take three. 
Want some butter? Have some eggs. Yeah, we do save some of it to use in the kitchen, but the majority of the stuff we give away. Amen? And the CVS lady, she's just so happy there because she's, oh, Pastor, I'm so thankful we can give this stuff to you because we used to throw all this stuff in the dumpster. Waste. We went over there one day and picked up a whole pickup truck full of candy. Candy, M&M's. There was probably 1,200 pounds of M&M's. I like M&M's. I know somebody else that does too. <laughs> 1,200 pounds of M&M's. Wow, that's a lot of M&M's. So we have friendship dairies, cottage cheese, sour cream, butter, dips, buttermilk. They donate thousands of pounds of food to us as well. Um, Reed's Food Barn, BJ's Wholesale Club, the Franciscan Sisters of Allegheny, the, the, the nuns in Allegheny. Um, they have Canical Farms, which is a big vegetable farm in the summertime. And uh, throughout probably 12 weeks in the summer, we go down there every Friday and pick up baskets and baskets of fresh produce. And we use what we can. We pick it up on Friday, use what we can, make a big, huge salad for everybody, give the rest away. Pretty awesome, isn't it? I think it's cool. Yeah. And several other churches in the community have uh, called us up and said, hey, we know, we know what you're doing there. We want to help you out. And the guy walks in and hands me a check for $1,000. Got a check last year in December in the mail. Just open it up. I sat at my desk and said, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And I don't know who was in the office that day. I said, what? what? What's the matter? I said, is this real? <laughs> it was a check for $5,000. It's like, praise God. You know, it just blows my mind away. You know, it's just like, God is awesome. These donations allow us to give out food items and personal needs because we pick up so much food that we have three tables in our fellowship hall that we put extra food on. Like when we get cereal, we won't get one or two cases. We'll order 20 or 30 cases at a time because we get it at such a good price. And we set it on the tables, and we put vegetables out there and fresh potatoes and the eggs or whatever and load these tables up with all kinds of food. And then we let the people come in, and we have bags. Reed's Food Barn donates us the like plastic shopping bags. Anything on those tables, they can take home with them, load it up. We're able to buy venison for 14 cents a pound ground venison and uh, we get so much of that people get venison chicken fish and we help people people that's what jesus said feed my people so we're feeding his people amen when we first started out the soup kitchen was totally financially supported by the ministry but it's gotten so big that thank god he's brought these other avenues in because even though the ministry's there and it's doing good, um, the ministry has its own bills to pay for, and the soup kitchen has its own bills to pay for. So basically, we have two different ministries there. We're truly blessed on how God has continually provided for our needs since moving to this new location. Our ministry doesn't maintain any paid positions. There's no paid positions in the soup kitchen. Everybody that's there is on a volunteer basis. All our cooks, all our cleaners, all our servers, everybody's a volunteer. And they do it because they've been called to reach out to other people, to show the love of Christ to each and every person. In our ministry, we live by the following models. God's hands extended to our community and people helping people and Harvest Field Ministries, where you are part of the family. We love people, and we love to serve people, and that's what we do. 
We're planning already June 12th. We have a hot dog giveaway at Lincoln Park. We're going to get involved with that with uh, Chuck and Paris, Maine. They're not here. They're supposed to have been here today, but they're not here. We're currently working right now. Um, the dining hall we have holds about 75 people, and we are currently working as a ministry to remodel that. That's the only room in the whole church that wasn't remodeled after the fire. Um, new paint, new floors, new electrical, new ceilings, new everything, and all new tables and chairs. And that's what God's doing over there. It's going to be amazing. What are you showing me? Oh, I could use that. You want to bring that up here? Thanks. <laughs> Anybody notice that when you're up here talking, you get cotton mouth? Thank you kindly. That's my wonderful wife, Maggie. She's my associate pastor, and the little guy sitting next to her is my brother-in-law. He's my assisting pastor, praise God, and I make them all work hard. That's right. It's our goal to turn our fellowship hall into a dining room that's a pleasant and comfortable place for the people to come in off the streets and to enjoy themselves while they're there. Let me tell you about one guy that came in. One guy came to the door a couple of times, and he'd never come in. He'd just stand there outside smoking a cigarette, and he wouldn't come in. Finally, after about three weeks, he came in. Young guy, skin, skinny, about 26 maybe. He says, after he came in, he ate, he left. The next week he came back and in, he ate and left. Finally, he came over and introduced himself to me. He says, my name's Izzy. I said, oh, and this was a young man wearing women's clothes. I said, oh, nice to meet you. He'd come back again. He'd come back again. After several weeks, he'd come back, and I have a nephew that's there. My niece is there all the time. They call me Uncle Doug. And he says, Pastor, he says, you know why I come here? I said, why do you come here? His name, the real name is Nick, and I always call him Nick. He says, because you are the first church that I've ever walked into that has accepted me just the way I am. And that's what we did. I don't care if he's gay, transgender, straight. I don't care if he's a drug addict, alcoholic. We're going to accept him. We're going to love him and praise God. Now, <laughs> he did something he's not too proud of, and he had to go to prison for eight months. And we prayed for him. And I sent people down to visit him, sent him socks and underwear and that kind of thing. When he got out, first place he came was back to the church. And now he calls me Uncle Doug. He does. He calls me Uncle Doug. And uh, you know what? That young boy who never walked into a church, he sat in church service. First time in his entire life. And he comes to prayer on Monday nights, and I said, you can sit here. And he sits right beside me. I said, you've got to be quiet because he likes to run his mouth. I said, people are praying. If you want to pray, we'll pray. But you can't sit here and talk to me about your day's events. We've got to pray. Good kid. He's just taken some wrong roads. He's had no guidance. So we pray for him daily. So it's our goal to build bridges to people, no matter who they are. That same young man, we were at a pastor's conference down in Olean, and some of the pastors down there, which I won't name any names because none of you probably know who they are, but uh, talked about that same unique individual. And they said, we had this guy come in, and he looked like this and dressed like that. And I walked over to him, and I told him, you can't be in this church that way. you got to get out. And I said to that pastor, I said, how do you expect that person to ever experience the love of Christ? How do you expect that person to ever change? Yeah. 
if you don't let them sit under the word of the, of the living God and allow the Holy Spirit to penetrate and bring down those walls in their lives. Amen? Amen. And that guy looked at me like, what are you talking about? That's the last pastor's meeting I ever went with those guys. I'm not getting involved with that. I'm getting involved with you guys. Amen? Praise God. Praise God. About two months ago, i got to brag on God a little bit. We received a grant for $2,500. It was given to us by the sisters of the Franciscans to be used for food and disposables and those kind of things. And I just completed an 18-page grant from the Western New York Food Bank, and the grant award is $8,000. And the $8,000 will be used to buy brand-new commercial refrigerators and freezers for our kitchen. Amen. Praise God, right? Because without that, we'd never be able to afford to do it. Let me tell you something real quick. 46.7 million people in this country are in poverty. That's almost 50. It's probably higher than that now. It's 2016. 50 million people plus are in poverty. Amen. There's 95 million plus people in the United States right now on food stamps. They can't afford to buy groceries. Man, that's sad. Our economy keeps going down. Olean's very, I hate to confess this, but it's a very depressed area. The Olean tile plant closed. AVX is going out of business. Cooper Industries is talking about moving to Mexico. You know, it's, it's just sad. All the industry's leaving. Man, if Dresser Rand never pulls out, we're doomed. We got to keep praying. But these people here need us. They need us. Amen? Is it the church's responsibility to feed the poor, or is it the government's? It's the church's. We as a church need to step up somehow, some way. I don't ever worry about where the next meal is coming from for that soup kitchen because I know in my heart God is going to provide. And he does every single time. And let me tell you real quick. Not only do we feed the people every day that come into Harvest Field, we donated enough food. We had a leader. I'm going to sit down for a second. Um, we donated enough food to the Boy Scouts of America in our area. They were having a, a spaghetti dinner to raise money for their troop. And I said, let me donate the spaghetti and the sauce to you. The guy comes back to me and he says, Pastor, you would not believe. And he's got tears on his face. We usually raise between $150 and $200. And because your church donated all the spaghetti and all the sauce, we were able to raise almost $800 for the Boy Scouts. Praise God. Amen. Boy Scouts are a good organization. Keeps the boys off the streets. Amen. Gives them good values. Amen. Praise God. We also were able, because God has blessed us, I'm bragging on God now, okay, to give this uh, Christian camp almost all the food they need for their youth this coming summer. Amen? Well, why would you do that? Don't you need the food? Yes, we need the food, but I'm telling you something right now. It's a sowing and reaping thing. That's what it is. Because the more food we give away, the more food God pours us in. We went down to Salamanca last week, and we picked up food from our place. And the lady says, do you want some extra snacks? I said, sure. She says, well, here's 150 cases of bugles. Guess what? I took them. She says, here's 100 cases of Cheerios apple cinnamon cereal bars. I took them. Okay. 
She'll say, here's 20 cases of extra spaghetti. Here's 50 cases of extra sauce. Here's this, here's that, whatever. That's stuff we don't have to even pay for. That is stuff that is free gratis because God, God's favor is over our ministry. That's what it is. It's God's favor that's over our ministry. Amen? Proverbs 28, 27 says this. He who gives to the poor will not lack. Amen? And I'm not kidding you because people go crazy. Pastor, where are we going to do all this food? The people that had a baby moved out. My son and my daughter-in-law are going to have a baby. I don't know what we're going to do. We turned our nursery into food storage. I'm not kidding you. The back hallways got shelves all over the nursery's food storage. We built two big, huge cupboards with sliding doors, food cupboards. I've got cases of dry goods stored in our church garage. I just keep giving it all away, Ron. You wouldn't believe it because God keeps pouring it in and pouring it in and pouring it in. But there's a reason. My son says, yeah, Dad, when the zombie apocalypse happens, we'll have enough food. <laughs> zombie apocalypse, right? All right, I'm done, I guess. How great is our God? That's all I got to say. Yes, Mr. Kutchner. Probably, probably, I would say 40%. 40% of our church, um, probably because more would do it, but they're seniors and stuff and probably can't. And let me say this, not everybody that walks through the doors to get a meal um, is in need of a meal, okay? They also use it because some, a lot of people, that have, we've got homeless people, we've got poor people, we've got seniors, disabled people that are on fixed incomes, that try to eat there to save their own food for later in the month. But we found out that there's people there that come in there just because they're lonely, just because they need somebody to talk to, because they need fellowship with somebody. And we've got people in the church, like you just mentioned, grandmas and stuff like that, that float around and hug people and sit and talk to people and love on people. And we're building relationships. And because of that, we've seen probably 15 to 20 different people come to the church. Amen. Karen? Praise God. Amen. Yep. Right. Amen. Now, he doesn't come to church every time the doors are open, but I, I, he will. He will. And when he got out of prison, he came back, and somebody in the church at the soup kitchen called him Izzy. He says, I'm not Izzy, I'm Nick. So, praise God. Yeah, definitely. 
So, and he still comes to church, and he'll sit down beside me at the soup kitchen because I sit down in the dining room while they're serving, keep an eye on things, and he'll sit down, and I said, you know, I've been praying for you. He says, you ain't got to pray for me. He says, I'm not worth it. Kid has no self-esteem. He has no self-worth at all. And I just grab him. I give him a great big hug. I even kiss him on the cheek. And I said, I love you so much. I said, I'm going to pray for you every single day, whether you want me to or not. <laughs> I do. You know, he's a good kid. He just made some bad choices. That's all. Anybody else? Amen. Praise God. Praise God. For those of you that don't know, Ron's brother, Randy, um, goes to another church. And his church is on 13th Street, and we're between 3rd and 4th on West State. And Randy is there every single Saturday that he's not either umping a ball game or playing golf. <laughs> he's there every single Saturday, pouring out his heart, volunteering at the soup kitchen. He's there every Monday night, volunteering at the soup kitchen. And some Sundays he pops in before church, too. And, of course, uh, mom and dad popped in, too. Got to put up with his dad's lame jokes, but he pops in. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So praise God with that. I believe we're building relationships with people in our community. No one in our country, no one in your county, and no one in your town should have to be hungry, especially in the United States of America. Amen. There's enough food to go around if we just be Christ hand extended. Amen. Anybody else? Yes. Amen. Amen. That's what we do. And people, we give them stuff, like we'll order cases of candy or get it for free when we go down and pick up the extra stuff. And when you can give somebody that normally can't afford a candy bar or a bag of candy, a bag of something, and their eyes light up like Christmas, like it's Christmas, like you're just giving them a gold bar. It's like the joy that hits your heart is like amazing, you know? Yes. They're not. That's true. Right. Praise God. I want to also say this because 
I, I'm a personal payee for three or four different people who are on the system. And you know what? Social service is not knocking them. I grew up on it when I was a kid. My parents were divorced. We grew up on social services. My wife and I first got together, we, were, we used the system. But you know what? When a single person tries to work as much as they can and they're on social security disability and they can't work 40 or 50 hours a week like the normal person can, and then the county cuts them $16 a month for food stamps, guess what? That $16 don't buy very much these days. Not when a gallon of milk most places is four or five bucks. You know what I'm saying? So when I see them walking the door, they don't have to meet any eligibility requirements in our church. You come in there, you eat. That's the way it is. And if they come to us and they say, Pastor, do you have any food we can take home with us? Because we don't have any food till the end of the month. We get our new food stamps or whatever. Do I get my check or whatever? Yes. We go back. We get a box. We fill it with chicken or ground beef or fish or whatever, vegetables, potatoes, whatever we have that's extra. And we give them a box and say, we love you. Jesus loves you. Amen. And those people are appreciative of it. They really are. They don't take it for granted. Well, of course, you always have somebody that's going to you know, try to do it every other week or something like that. You always got one. But we find out who those are, and then we say, look, we just helped you last week. We can't help you again this week. You know, and that's the way it works. Amen to that, right? So I want to share you one more scripture, and I'm going to get out of here. Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink, when did we see you a stranger and take you in or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king will answer them and said, Surely I say to you, and as much as you did it to the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Doug.